Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. Guess who's back, back, back again? Sarah's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. <laughs> No, but uh, seriously, on today's episode, I have Sarah, a.k.a. the Lady of the House, back to talk about nutrition, a um, little bit of a change up from the dating advice thing we talked about, but uh, eating well is a big component of having, um, of living well, thinking correctly, and staying healthy. So, uh, Sarah, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, babe. Glad to be here. All right, and I feel like most of you know this already, but uh, Sarah has been working as a personal trainer and in the nutrition space for how long again? Uh, God, it's been almost 11 years now. Yep, so quite some time there. Um, So like I said, she had an introduction on the previous episode she was on, but today I wanted to sort of talk about some general nutrition basics. There's a lot of random information about nutrition that sort of like funnels the internet like is calories in calories out all that matters are certain diet types better uh, than others and things like that i it's my understanding that it's hard to get super specific without knowing the person because everybody's needs are going to be different but you could still give maybe like some overall uh general advice does that sound correct yes okay great so we'll start with the uh the first one as far as either gaining weight or losing weight goes is calories in calories out Uh, Just sort of calorie counting the old school way of doing things, the only way to maintain or the best mindset to have uh, regarding food and nutrition. Um, If you have a specific goal like weight loss or muscle gain, then yes, you are going to have to pay attention to calories in, calories out. Um, now if you're just trying to eat better, um, generally for optimizing health issues, you know, maybe you look at that and maybe you don't, that can be dependent upon the person. Now with something like weight loss, calories in calories out is the, the first place to start, Mm -hmm. but it's not always the whole picture. Okay. So, and when you, and we talk about like general health, are there certain types of foods, um, just like independent of diets, that are going to be get- better than others, like organic versus non-organic? Does that actually mean anything? Or um, is it basically like you should be doing pretty well as long as the food that you eat isn't coming out of a box uh, when you make food at home? Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, the the important thing to know here is that you don't need to look at the kind of really specific nitty gritty stuff until you've actually mastered what I call the basics. So the first thing that you need to look at is just being consistent with eating enough and eating the right kinds of foods, which yes, a good place to start with that is going to be just eating more whole foods, more protein, more vegetables, more healthy fats. Okay, so you mentioned the basics a little while ago. Uh, Besides eating more whole foods, are there any other basics that people should start with? That is actually the very first place to start is what can you add 
and then where what will that replace so so much of the diet industry focuses just on like restriction and what you need to take away but i like to look at first adding in more whole nutrient dense foods and those will then replace some of your more calorically dense what we call hyperpalatable processed foods. So you will then in turn reduce the intake of some of those. And it's not about completely cutting those things out okay. altogether. Um, restriction is never going to get you anywhere sustainably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I know that people go on these cycles of like really restricting what they eat and cutting all the way down. And then you got to just bounce back really hard, sort of like a rubber band. Um, it's hard to keep that sort of uh, level of discipline up all of the time unless it's something like intrinsic to you. Like you're not denying yourself. Uh, you still satisfy, satisfy your sweet tooth. You just do it in a, a better way. Does that, uh, does that make sense? Yeah. The problem with really restrictive diets, you know, saying I'm not eating any sugar or I'm not eating any carbs or something like that is one, it's not a way that most people want to eat or are capable of eating for the rest of their life. And what we're really looking for here is sustainable nutrition. So something that you want to maintain for the rest of your life. And two, as soon as you restrict yourself, you're going to create scarcity for it. So it's literally going to be uh, all you think about, you know, there's going to be a, a psychological drive for what you've created scarcity around, which is then in turn going to lead to, um, you know, falling and falling hard and like way overeating, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, people want what they can't have. So that seems pretty, uh, that seems pretty straightforward to me. I do want to come back to the sustainability part that you mentioned. Um, and then we'll sort of segue into the types of diets is something more important than something else. So it is my understanding that sustainability or finding something that you can eat essentially for the rest of your life is important because whenever you do this sort of yo-yoing with weight, it becomes harder to lose weight uh, the next time. Like say you, you, you cut down to like a weight that you find comfortable and then you put on 20, 25 pounds. The journey to get to lose that 20, 25 pounds the second time is going to be more difficult than it was the first time. Is that correct? Yes. Generally speaking, that is correct. There is um, something called set point for weight. And there's been several studies now that have shown that as you lose weight and then regain weight, that set point can actually adjust. Um, and, you know, due to other things like adaptations in your metabolism and your hormones and stuff like that. Yeah. It generally for most people will become more difficult with each time that they try and lose the same 20 pounds over and over again. Okay. So my next question is about maybe some overview about diets and eating protocols. So barring any sort of philosophical reason for eating food a certain way or not eating food a certain way, uh, we won't touch that because this is about nutrition in general. Um, are certain diets better for weight loss and sustainability, like keto or the carnivore diet, which is sort of everywhere lately? Um, or is it more important, like you said, to find something that you can stick with or is something actually better for you than another type of diet? So the first point I want to make is that I'm going to make up a statistic, but it's probably pretty accurate and say that 95% of diet advice and um, even fitness advice, although we're not talking about th that today that you see on social media or 
on like the news or in magazines is bullshit and that you Mm. need to avoid most of that and part of that another big red flag is if you come across somebody who is preaching there's one single best way that's a huge red flag that that person doesn't know what they're talking about there is not one single best and only way that you need to be eating generally speaking i do not recommend keto or carnivore, or even intermittent fasting for my clients. Now, the majority of my clients are women, and men and women are different when it comes to nutrition. But those diets, study after study, has not shown for weight loss specifically them to be any more beneficial. And that goes for keto, that goes for carnivore, that goes for intermittent fasting. So the most important part is what can you sustain? What, when you're looking at starting a new diet or a new way of eating, genuinely ask yourself, is this a way that I will eat for the rest of my life? Is that reasonable that I can do that? Is it something that I want to do? Will I enjoy my life eating like this for the rest of my life? And if the answer is no, then that's not going to be a sustainable diet for you or a lifestyle change for you. That's going to be temporary. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And who knows, like, and maybe in the future, we could talk about how one diet compares to another in terms of like building muscle mass. That's a little bit more uh, nitty gritty that I wanted to go into. But you know what, I'll just ask the question, is it possible for one diet to be better for building muscle mass or size than another? Like if we're not talking about weight loss? No, it's the same thing. Um, When you're talking about muscle building, your macronutrient breakdown might look a little bit differently and you're definitely going to be eating more food. Um, But no, as again, as far as in fact, keto has been shown to be uh, detrimental for muscle building. Um, Intermittent fasting, there's some studies out there. Again, a lot of the studies that are coming out are still new on some of these diets, so we don't have a full picture. But no, again, building muscle, different macronutrient breakdown than, than weight loss or fat loss, but same thing, no one better diet. Okay. So the important part is to one, find a way that you could eat, uh, that you'd be comfortable doing essentially for the rest of your life. And then two, uh, once you, you have to sort of define what you're looking for and then construct like, um, a macros related to that sort of in the future. Does that sound, sound correct? Yeah. Yeah. And Tracking, you know, looking at your macronutrient breakdown is going to just really optimize things. So you're going to look at your intake of the macronutrients, which are protein, carbs, and fat. And then I also always have my clients look at their intake of fiber as well, because it is incredibly important. And yeah, making sure that you're getting enough of all of those things and kind of in that right ratio for you. Well, thanks for explaining what macronutrients were, because I was just about to ask. Um, Let's actually switch. So micronutrients and supplementation, I'm not sure if that's the exact same thing or not. Um, Are are these both important? Should people be doing them unless they have specific goals? Or are there certain things that maybe we should all supplement uh, just based on the food that we're most likely eating? Okay, so I kind of view those as separate things because micronutrients you are ideally getting through your food. So while macronutrients are your protein, carbs, fat, and technically alcohol because it contains calories, your micronutrients are going to be all of your nutrition, right? So it's going to be all of your vitamins, minerals, polyphenols, all of that good stuff. Now, what did you, were you going to say something? I was going to say, okay. Okay. So ideally you're getting 
the the most of those through your food, right? And then just filling any necessary gaps with supplementing. Now, supplementing is another one of those things that I say until you have the the kind of basics down, don't spend money on supplements because okay. supplements are literally just that. They are there to supplement your diet. They're not going to make up for your shitty eating. <laughs> okay. So once you have the basics down, then you can look into supplements if you want to. And, you know, supplements are going to vary by person. There's some that are generally, you know, good for kind of all people and some that are generally kind of a waste of money, in my opinion. Okay. So on the generally good for all people, we talking like vitamin B, vitamin D, or like a, a one a day uh, multivitamin type situation? I would say generally going to be good for all people are going to be more on the bro, what I call the bro supplement side, a Mm. solid protein powder and possibly a creatine. And then on the more vitamin side, you know, D3 with K2 in it is probably the most needed added supplement for people, especially depending on where they live in the state, you know, how much sunlight they're getting. But that's probably one that most people are pretty deficient in. And I would actually say the second most deficient vitamin, well, it's actually a mineral, is probably magnesium. Okay. uh, What does the magnesium do in the body? Magnesium does all kinds of things. Um, Protein synthesis, it's important for muscle and nerve function, uh, blood pressure regulation, blood glucose control, energy production, like all kinds of stuff. And a lot of people are deficient in it. Okay, so just something important that we monitor. Like, so if we're going to take a supplement, it's probably better to do, like you said, a D, maybe a B in the magnesium. Um, and save money uh, buying just like a few things instead of spending, I don't know, $60, $70 on one of those name brand multivitamins. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I tend to go more towards the individual vitamins versus the multi so that I can decide what I what amounts I get of each thing, right? Like I want more of certain things and I don't need other certain things. So mm-hmm. that's why I tend to not recommend the multi now is the multivitamin going to hurt you no like the worst thing that you're going to do there is spend your money on something that you don't really need so there's no real like risk factor to taking that if you are but it's not something that i generally recommend i tend to go more towards the specific specific vitamins okay so now let's talk about eating at certain times of the day uh, you hear people say you don't want to eat before bed because there's your body can't process while you sleep and that's why you put on weight or breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Um, is there any sort of credence to these things or should you just make sure that you set your, your macros, nutrients, you know, or calorie goals and that you hit those and it doesn't really matter unless you're doing some sort of intermittent fasting. Uh, it doesn't really matter when you eat it as long as you eat them during the day. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. It's completely false that you shouldn't eat after 8 p.m. or that you shouldn't eat carbs after dark or, you know, all of those <laughs> kinds of like ridiculous things that you hear that just make me roll my eyes and shake my head. And yes, so nutrient timing is, again, not something you should ever even think think about or worry about until you've mastered your basics. And then, you know, I keep coming back to that. But once you've mastered those basics, the only time that nutrient timing is really going to make a difference is if you are trying to eat for performance. So if you are, um, you know, training for something specific, then 
nutrient timing may be beneficial for you around your workout window. And that's going to be looking like something like timing about 60% of your total carb intake in the two hours before and two hours after your workout. Um, Now, if you don't have a specific performance goal for a workout or for your training, then that becomes less important and is most likely something that the general population does not need to worry about. Again, get the basics down. Okay. And as far as the basics go, um, if we were to sum them up, eating whole real foods, right? Things that are not in boxes, uh, figuring out what your macro, micro, well, not micronutrients, what your macronutrient goals and calorie goals should be sort of based on what you want to look like or where you want to be. And then eating towards that, um, would you say that's what the basics were? Yes, that is absolutely what I am talking about with the basics to sum that up and make sure that it's something sustainable. So leave room in there for, you know, something that you really like too, so that you're not feeling restricted. Yeah, so we're not saying you can't have some ice cream because we, uh, is it Haagen-Dazs? What do we get No, here? we eat Ben & Jerry's. Yeah, we're so a Ben & Jerry's household all the Ice way. cream goes down and it's okay. But if, you, if you're looking to do some specific sorts of things, like you're trying to lose weight, um, you know, like as much as possible, let's say 80% of the time, right? Because that's probably good enough. You're going to want to eat in a way that you can make, that you leave room for that ice cream. Um, but then go ahead and eat it, right? Like the whole entire point of living is to enjoy it. So don't uh, put yourself in some box where you can't have things, um, you know, unless you have some sort of medical condition, which you would know that it wouldn't be taking advice from us. But, um, you know, just for everyday people, there's no reason to say I can never have ice cream again uh, because I want to look a certain way. You can have the ice cream. You just can't have the ice cream every day. So uh, was there any other things like outside of the the basics that you would say um, would be like some other generic advice? Like if you were to give like your top three like people need to cover these things first, uh, what would you say? No, really mastering the basics is the number one priority, the ones, the what we just talked about. And then in addition to that, the only other thing that I would say, which goes along with what we were just talking about with ice cream, is checking your all or nothing mindset, because that is something that is going to be the most detrimental to your long-term sustainability when it comes to nutrition. And I see it so prevalently with clients that I work with that they have an all or nothing mindset about food and nutrition where if they're not eating perfectly according to whatever their plan is or what their diet says that they should be eating that day, then they just kind of go off the rails Hmm. and they have, you know, a cheat meal or a cheat day, which is a, a horrible terminology, by the way, just stop saying things like cheat meal and cheat day. And really check your all or nothing mindset. Consistency is always going to win out over perfection. So if you can consistently eat, you know, whole foods 80% of the time and then eat, you know, quote, junk foods 20% of the time and do that consistently, you're going to see way more success from doing that than you are from eating, you know, perfectly according to your diet three days out of the week and then kind of having quote cheat days for the four days out of the week and and more often than that that's more like a five a four day on and then three day off over the weekend um but friday saturday sunday baby that's you're gonna go you're gonna get a lot further with your goals if you stop focusing on the perfection and just focus on some consistency you know, I could uh, I could use that advice as far as consistency over perfection. And that's something that we've talked about even when it comes to dating. 
in the previous episodes um, or just meeting new people. You don't have to have perfect conversations. A perfect conversation does not exist and no one expects you to be perfect. Uh, what's going to make things easier for you to get into new conversations and to meet new people is going to be the consistency of stepping out of the introverted or maybe not even that, just the antisocial, quote unquote, uncomfortable because it's new bubble that we put ourselves in. Um, so that covers the majority of basics uh, because I'd like to hammer on this bit uh, of people who just do a shit ton of cardio for what I feel to be no reason. Like when it comes to just general well-being, I'm going to say that unless you're training for something specific where you just need a shit ton of cardio, like obviously if you're doing an Ironman, then you need to be able to do the activities that go along with an Ironman. Or if you're running a marathon, you need to be able to do that amount of running. But other than that, should people, this is a generic thing, be focused on cardio or should they be focused on lifting weights? Uh, the answer is always lifting weights. Mm. <laughs> lifting weights is for everybody, no matter what. Every single human needs to be lifting weights, no matter what the goal is. And, you know, how that looks for you might be different based on what your goal is. But yes, lifting weights should always be the priority. And then cardio can be used at what I call a minimum effective dose, which basically means do the minimum amount that you need to to produce a desired result. So if your desired result is fat loss, you want to do the minimum amount of cardio that you can to help um, if you choose to do cardio for fat loss you don't have to do any if you don't want to um, so. yeah so you know cardio is going to be yes there's benefits of cardio as far as um, heart health and work capacity and endurance and stuff like that goes and so you know cardio is not completely useless but if you are spending more time doing cardio than you are lifting weights then I would say take a look at those priorities and readjust that you know unless like you said you are training right now specifically for something that is cardio based like a marathon Right. And the reason for that, just to sort of put a button in this, so it's not that I just hate all things Orange Theory or whatever, but, you know, I'm sure Sarah's got opinions on that. My thing is that you want to do what's effective towards what you want. And if, you know, the group class is the reason why you like that Orange Theory, then that's fine. Continue to do that. But it is my understanding that the body adjusts to cardiovascular activity uh, faster than it does to lifting weights, which makes sense if you think about the ancestry of people in general, like we just did a shitload of walking. Um, I mean, hell, if you look at some, about to get nerdy here, if you look at uh, Caesar's army, them bad boys marched all the way across the freaking peninsula to, to catch somebody, and there's no fucking way that I could do that now. You're such a nerd. But uh, people are just used to that amount of walking, but the amount of lifting is not a normal thing is that correct yeah there's some adaptations that go on in there but yeah to kind of dumb it down a little bit to the basic level yeah what you just said you're going to adapt to cardio very quickly which if the goal is to get better at running then it's to your benefit to get better at running quickly which you will but what you run into there if you're trying to use cardio for something like fat loss is that it's not going to be effective because you will have to continue to run longer and further all of the time. So you're going to, you know, where you might start with doing something like a 20 minute run, eventually that's not going to be effective anymore. And you're going to have to build and build and build till you're running, you know, you would have to be running for hours. And you're not, you're also not getting all of the health benefits of lifting from there. So generally I say, if you're just exercising to exercise, you have no specific attachment to it um, or are not looking for a specific goal from it, 
then you can kind of do whatever you enjoy and we'll do again consistently. But if you have any sort of a specific outcome in mind, be it adding muscle, losing fat, or even improving overall health, the priority for all of those will be weightlifting with progressive overload. Mm, like the sound of that. In any case, uh, we're going to call that here. So Sarah, thanks for coming back. Hey, happy to be here. We'll have you back for another sort of what do you think about these sort of masculine ideas episodes sometime in the future. But nutrition, because uh, looking good and feeling good are really tied to eating well. It's important to know how to eat. Um, so that way, when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like garbage. Uh, so I love you guys. Stay safe. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.